Esports fans. Christian Pedersen here in the San Diego Prep Insider Studios welcoming you into the week. Is this week seven? So quick. That voice is Bodie De Silva. That other voice is Tommy Morris. What's up? And yeah, if you were to wake, that intro definitely woke me up. Yeah, so um, literally, literally, as we are nearing the top of the hour, we're watching the clock wind down to the start of the show. We're about 10 seconds away from from your show getting started. Um, Thank you very much for joining us again. uh, The football will come in just a second. We got Coach Robbie Owens, Gunnar Gray from University City, a bunch of uh, great guests joining us later. But before we get going, um, as we are counting down the seconds to this show getting underway, just completely playing defense against the show, out of left field, I hear from, from the corner of the studio with Tommy Morris in it, have you ever seen the website knowyourmeme.com because I got to get on my meme game right now. Tommy, what do you know? Someone sent me a meme and I'm not hip anymore. I didn't, I didn't understand it. So I had to go and find it. Look, I had to look it up. And so, it, so that, okay. So what, 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 what is the meme? Um, oh, I just, I just took out of it. Um, it's because, um, guy Ferrari tweeted out a picture of him and then he was next to some kid, who is wearing like boat shoes and a yeah, button down shirt. Yeah, I'm going to need an explanation. I saw yeah. that earlier and just yeah, let see, it go. I'm like, I don't understand it. I can't take the time. Okay, so first off, we're going to put this on the poll at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram for all of the polls. Are you up to date on your memes? Yes or no? Go ahead and share those. The, the, you know how to do it to a meme. I mean, I've never seen this one before. Ever. So... Yeah, I came across that during work. So apparently you're supposed along. to then Photoshop uh, like cartoon character stuff in the same pose, like on top of the guy. Like the the, the hands clasped in front kind of pose. So I, I don't know. I, I'd never seen this one before, so it really was bothering me a lot. Well, okay, <laughs> so fair enough. Uh, no, you know, that that's what people come here for is I the... Like everyone, I feel like everyone under the age of, you know, 21 knew what that was and... We are not old, that. Yeah, we, so. we are not that. Uh, Christian Pedersen, Bodie De Silva, Tommy Morris, uh, Noah Laxino will be joining us later. Like I mentioned at the very end of the show, we will have Robbie Owens and Gunnar Gray joining us. Guys, I know that we each have our own blocks of games that we will get to, but as always, let's start the show with a four-pack of the most exciting games around San Diego. Oh, also, uh, Coach Simons hopefully will be joining us later in the show once she gets her mic figured uh, out. Yeah, I think I made um, her mad with excess of bit in her ping pong, so she's practicing. Yeah, seriously. It's uh, not going to go well for me. <laughs> so, decidedly, um, a, a, a busy week following... A, okay, I get it that last week was the bye week, and it was expected to not be that jam-packed. Still ended up with some drama, courtesy of uh, Grossmont and Madison, but my goodness, do we have a... Like, this is an... This, this is a crazy. This is a bounce back by going to Cabo for the weekend week. Bounce yeah, these back. Last five weeks will really, as league play picks up and rivalry games and. Oof. Oof. Did you got a new meme or oof because no. of league or <laughs> no, oof because uh, of rivalry games? No, or just I'm going oof? to. You said Cabo. I'm going to wedding in Cabo. I just realized I haven't played my flight yet. It's in like a month. Probably should do that. <laughs> and all well, this. You, guys, you can't. Yeah. The, these reminders, man. My phone. We'll, we'll put them sooner. We'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider. Weddings in Cabo. Oof or yay. Um, first group of games. We call this the group game where we all get a little bit of a say on it. Decidedly North County this week. First one being Tory Pines playing host to Carlsbad. This one. Oof. We've seen. 
highs and lows from both of these teams this year that has me completely puzzled about what this game could be. Who wants who wants to take a crack at it first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, on paper, you would think Carlsbad's the team here, and, and they certainly uh, look to be among the top of the Avocado League. Uh, the Falcons have won three straight in this series. Both teams are coming off the bye. Uh, the thing I want to point out here is, is the linebackers on the field. I To me, I'm counting at least five Division One linebackers. So um, if that's your type of thing, this is, this is the game you want to see. But Torrey Pines at home, both teams coming off the bye. I expect uh, that we'll see a close game here. Uh, Avocado League's always competitive. Imagine being a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Five Division One linebackers. Five D1 linebackers. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, give us a little bit of what you're looking forward or for forward to. How do you how do you kind of make make head heads or tails of this game? I think this will end up being. I'll just say it up front. Torrey Pines by a possession or less, but I think this will be the first time in a long time where this game is super competitive. And I, I don't think that anyone's going to have a comfortable lead in this game at any point in time. Like you mentioned, the linebackers can be a lot of tackling. The clock's going to run a lot during this game, so not a lot of possessions. So. Each one's going to be very valuable. I think Torrey Pines edges him out by a little bit, but it's going to be very, very close. Torrey Pines, I think, historically has the edge the last five to ten years, which puts them in a little bit of a the, the perceived driver's seat. They are at home, which makes this, what what is it, home team gets automatic three points type of uh, of the... That's exactly, who knows, exactly who, how I for, Who knows uh, in, in high school how, how many we want to give them, but, but something but, like but there that. Is a, there, is a, yeah. there, there is a reasonable mathematic correlation to home field advantage that you kind of go, okay, like that exists, shrug, shoulder emoji. But that being said, man, this is this is Carlsbad's time to get it done. Yeah. Like if they were and ever going to win... too, about the, the league games. I mean, it's not like they're going all the way across the county. It's not like they're you know, student section can't travel because it's pretty close mm. for them. So it's not oh. that big home field advantage. Though so I don't know uh, if they no, can no, bring no, their no, DJ. No, no, no. That that I'll, might be the key point. If you've <laughs> seen you've seen the the edits about the loud crowd, it's a home field advantage when you leave that behind, oh, and yeah. you don't have some of those edits. Man, shout yeah. out to everybody that's turning those things in. But the, doing student sectioning is different now. <laughs> Anytime you have a kid with a slow mo camera, you pretty much well. But the, pyro, <laughs> the, the 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 involvement of pyrotechnics yeah. and shooting of the streamers and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like. I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was in high school, it, it was the effing dark ages. Like I was just thinking that having my face painted separated me <laughs> from the next level of the game. It, it, unbelievable. Uh, El Camino versus Rancho Bernardo is our next matchup. El Camino, the surprise of the season, one of the surprises of the season with some of the huge wins that they've had. Rancho Bernardo ready to be the, the, the quiet come from behind story of the year. So, this one strikes to me as winner is in the hunt, loser is on the bubble. Yeah, this is a, I mean, and it also a non-league matchup. One of the one of the better non-league matchups we'll get as we head into the end of the year. Uh, when these two teams played last year, Rancho Bernardo won fifty-two to thirteen. So you know El Camino's got that on their mind. Uh, RB lost two to start the year, and since then they've won three in a row, two of them by shutout. So uh, El Camino gave one away against Lincoln, but since then they beat Torrey Pines and Eastlake. So I'm expecting a really good game. I'll go El Camino at home um, and the revenge from last year. I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to agree with you as well. They both play Point Loma as well, both defeated Point Loma. I, I like the way Alcamino is looking so far this year. But RB, good team. Uh, Payne, Payne's a good quarterback. So I, I think it'll be a close game, but I like El Camino. I think El Camino is also in the driver's seat here for this one. And I selfishly 
want to see El Camino win to keep the pressure on the rest of the Avocado League. Yeah. And I, that's a weird thing to say. Like, I hate making these picks anyway, <laughs> but to me, mathematically, right now, in a year where they are starting to tweak the formula again and they're taking away the margin of victory and they're doing some changes, and Bodie, I'm remiss in, in not mentioning up to this point that you are here on behalf of Scorebook Live, and we're in this gradual <laughs> transition phase from using the Max preps to Cal preps to Scorebook Live to potentially just drawing names out of a hat <laughs> to you know, having snails race with little logos on them and first one across the line gets to be an open. Like, we're, we're, it's an imperfect, in-figured-out system. So I'm all down for on a year where they're trying to tweak the math, having as many teams try to throw wrenches into exactly, the system yeah. as possible. So I, I would like to see El Camino be one of those teams. Yeah, last year we saw Avocado get three of the four teams in the open. This year I think it's one, and, and it, it wouldn't shock me if they don't even get one. I just I think that there, there could be too much cannibalism up at the top where um, those beat each other up. Well, one of the teams up at the top is the Oceanside Pirates, as Kavika Tua told us last week. They're back, baby! We are living in a golden age of San Diego high school football where the powers that need to be are Oceanside and Helix are both at it. They're taking on Mission Hills this week. This one to me is a battle of of uh, of who's the real deal. Both of these teams have had some huge wins and one tough loss. You kind of go, okay, great, that tough, tough team, hard, 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 hard to figure out. But um, winner of this one is in the driver's seat for the avocado. Mm-hmm. If Oceanside wins this, they're in the driver's seat for the avocado league, right? Yeah, so these teams have had some great rivalries over the years since since Mission Hills got started um, in the early 2000s there. But my key stat Can here... Can it be a rivalry <laughs> if it's less than 10 or if it's about 10 years old? Like, like what? We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider. What's the minimum number of years needed for it to be a rivalry? One really good game. Okay. You can call right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I when they've had multiple games within a year, I think they've played enough at this point. Um, my key stat, I'll say with these two, are uh, the last three times they've played at Mission Hills, Mission Hills is 3-0, and and they're not just 3-0 and with close wins. It's a combined 116-9 to score over those last three games. So I think there's a ton of pressure for Oceanside here, um, but the way they've been performing, there's no reason that um, they won't go in and get it done. Kavika Tua, 100 yards in every game so far. Um, so I expect a good one, but I think Oceanside pulls this out. This is going to be so boring. I'm going to do that again. Oh, Kavika <laughs> Tua, yeah, you mentioned 100 yards in every single game. The last one, it was 12 carries. All he needed to get 115 and two touchdowns. This is definitely not last year or the year before. The year before, that's Oceanside team. This is the 10 years ago's Oceanside team. This is a top 10 team in the county. And Mission Hills, I think, is probably top 20 in the county. I don't think they're quite there in the top 20 or top 10 range, excuse me. So I think Oceanside wins this by more than the touchdown. First answer comes back into the weddings in Cabo, yay or oof, rough, <laughs> courtesy of Andrew Clark at SP Eagle O on Twitter, and he answers both. Um, so That's some, fair. somebody gets the show. Somebody gets the show. <laughs> um, Oceanside, hands down, is the team to me that has the the running game in this equation, and Mission Hills is the team, hands down, that has the throwing game in this equation. And that's going to just come down to which one can be successful in controlling the tempo first. I think that the first team to get in that offensive rhythm wins this game and wins it easily. One last tidbit on this game. Uh, going back to the rivalry, this was the original Open Division Championship back in 2013, Mission Hills oh. and Oceanside, back at the queue. Do we miss... Jordan win the quarterback? <laughs> do we, do we, do we, I don't do believe... We, do we miss games being played at the queue, or do we like Southwestern? No, better? I hated the queue. No, it, it's too big. 
Yeah, it's that's way too probably big. You lose fair. That yeah. feeling. I think it was really cool. I think it was like, I want to say three years ago, was it Helix Saints, where it was like so full that they couldn't even seat everybody and it was loud and it was awesome. That that was, that's what it should be. I think anything over 10,000 people is, or 10,000 capacity is too much. Fair enough. That's what you did say. You had to do it to him. In theory, you, ha- you, ha- you had you had to do it to him. Jordan, oh, I got it. Because the me, that <laughs> Jordan Wynn was not the quarterback, but his brother Connor Wynn was the quarterback. Final game to talk about in this first br- block of games before we hit a commercial break: Madison versus Lincoln. This one um, is at the right time. Lincoln with a bye week last week. Uh, no, two weeks ago, uh, and then last week bounce comes back from the bye week, gets a dub. Uh, Madison with the biggest win of their season yet, getting a huge win at Grossmont for Rick Jackson's birthday. Mm. Happy birthday, Coach. Um, what do we see here? Yeah, it was a big win, obviously, for uh, Madison last week. I, I, It was an upset, I guess we'll have to call it, but I don't think it was the craziest thing ever. They they did go on and win by three touchdowns, so that was significant. Uh, Keontae Springs has been one of the best players in the section this year. Um, I think as it goes on, he'll continue to pick up more accolades and um, we'll see maybe a future San Diego State running back there. But uh, Lincoln, they had to survive at Modern Day Catholic. But look, it's still a win. And um, they, they got to pick things up if they're if they're going to be a contender in the Western League. I got Madison here. Tommy? You want me to fill? Tell you. Madison, d- sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. I, I got Madison as well. I think this will be a close one. It'll be a high-scoring game. Lincoln with Keyshawn Smith and Benjamin O'Brien, two very, very capable wide receivers. They'll probably spread it. Spread it equally between those two, but you mentioned Keontae Springs. Madison just always seems to have a dude they can just give the ball to and make things happen for him. And Keontae this year is a dude. Last year was Keenan Christian, obviously. You know, Keontae last year too was a good running back. I'm not, I'm not going to take that away from him. Um, the year, you know, and then before that it was Buck. So they always seem to have that guy, and it's really, really hard to stop a team when they can just turn around the ball and hand to someone rather than a team that has to throw it to their guy. So I always favor running teams or passing teams. Maybe I'm just old school, but. I got Madison. I don't think you are old school in any way, shape, or form, yet you are not 30. Um, so mm-hmm. it's uh, what? Nobody, know, nobody knows how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> you can claim to 29 still. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> I, put me down for 25. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying it's straight up <laughs> lie to the people. Put me back in college. Um, Man, I, I this one is going to be this the, to me. This one is 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 really interesting because Madison has their offensive identity figured out. Lincoln does not. Lincoln yep. has their defensive identity figured out. I don't think Madison's quite at that point where they have their defensive identity. Yeah, I think they're in. they're getting there. They they did a really good job uh, shutting down the passing game last year or last week of Grossmont, but um, we'll see. Maybe this is the week they do get it figured out. Yeah, so a pair of teams' strengths are going to be facing off, and a pair of teams' weaknesses are going to be facing off. Lots so of so it, it's a very balanced game potentially, and, and I think that it's going to be the biggest test for. The Western League second place, maybe I don't, I don't even know. Like the Western League and the Avocado League are both going to be absolute bloodbaths yeah. this year, uh, with all sorts of two or three lost teams in the mix. Yeah, I, that I mean, someone, some really good team is going to finish in fourth place and yeah. and have a frustrating year. It's going to be very a good playoff. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Well, El Camino, we go back to their D two team. Uh, yeah. They're one of the D two teams to beat, other than Bishops. Um, a lot of football still to come, though, here on the SD Prep Insider Show. Thank you very much for joining us. Christian Pedersen, Buddy De Silva, Tommy Morris, uh, Noah Laxina, and everybody else that we mentioned beforehand will be here with us 
Later in the show, we'll be back in just a moment. And as a reminder, all of our content here at SD Prep Insider is brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. For more, check out BlastRadiusCoffee.com. Talk to you in a second. What's happening, sports fans? Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 7 show. Previewing everything high school football here. Christian Pedersen, Tommy Morris, Bodie De Silva, Noah Laxina will be joining us later. Don't forget, we got Gunnar Gray and Coach Robbie Owens. Uh, Coach Simons is wandering around here somewhere, still trying to get her mic fixed, while uh, Bodie also is enjoying some of the catering. Got a lot of things going on here at the Blast Radio. The ping pong battle, I think. Yeah, there's a ping pong getting played. I look, talked way too much smack last week, and then I just didn't back it up, and now I think I don't my, get it. I don't get it. We, we spend so little time here in this studio. You think we'd be able to come in and focus for about four hours a week and like produce quality content? But no, I show up and there's catering distracting everybody. There's, there's a ping pong table distracting everybody. Like I thank you to Blast Radius Coffee for helping build us this kick-ass studio. But at the same time, what the heck, guys? Like we're not in here twenty hours a week. So let's focus. Let's get the people what they want. A little bit of high school football. Tommy, Morris, you've got a slate of games. You are going to bring us a little bit of insight and analysis. The first one being Mission Bay playing host to Claremont. What do you got? A pair of Division Five teams that I think will see each other again in the playoffs. Claremont off to a pretty hot start. Their season, based on what they've had in the last couple of years, 3-1 and one already, not so shabby. Mission Bay, similar thing. I mean, again, a team that we probably didn't see coming. They, they have looked pretty... Awesome so far this season. A lot to do with that is Clash Orsborn, the quarterback, only a sophomore, a kid that hadn't really ever played that much football, and then he you know f- picks it up, starts to chuck it, he's pretty good at it. So he's averaging almost 200 yards passing per game. Evan Aguan, one of the better athletes in the county. I think this will be a very, very close game. Again, I think they will play each other in the playoffs. I think Mission Bay wins this one, but it will be a tight one. Our next game we got is Sarah the Conquistadors playing host to Coronado in a league game that I think is the de facto league championship game. Shrug shoulders. Like this one seems like for for this being not quite at the end of the season, like kind of that beginning of the end, late middle season, this seems like there's a lot of implications riding on this one. Yeah, and Sarah coming off a huge win against San Diego. They're averaging 195 rushing yards per game. Coronado also up there in the rushing yards of 186. But Sarah's schedule a little bit more difficult coming into this one. Uh, Zabrowski, their quarterback, stud. Ellison, running back, stud for Sarah. I I think they're going to win this one by around 21 points. Coach Hines, don't (laughs) murder me. Um, I I just think they're a really good, good squad. I think they are... One of my favorites for winning Division Four so far this year, and their performance last week kind of backed it up for me. So I'm gonna go with Sarah. Well, I'll say this: uh, big performance last week as well for Coronado, uh, 65 points from them. Yeah. Next game that we have coming up is Patrick Henry versus Sarah, the Patriot, or versus San Diego. I'm sorry, uh, the the Patriots. I could predict the the exact score if they were to play because they played last week. <laughs> 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 that that would be the show we would do the week late preview show recapping everything that already happened. Uh, three and one San Diego plays three and two Patrick Henry. Tommy, give me a little info here. Yeah, you know San Diego coming off a tough loss. I think they're going to bounce back here and come away with the win against Patrick Henry. Jackson, great running back. I, I expect a big game out of him. I'm going to go with Cavers. Our next game that we have for you to talk about is Cathedral Catholic taking on Point Loma in the first of their Western League championship type battles this year because it, it feels like everything in that western league and the avocado league like we said in the last segment is going to be absolutely chaotic five and one cathedral catholic playing host at two and three point loma tommy 
I think there's going to be Cathedral big here. Xavier Watson, absolute stud in the backfield. 133, 134, excuse me, rushing yards per game. DJ Ralph, only 114 passing yards per game. I think they'll let him open it up a little bit, kind of how they did last year where they started off just running and then slowly, slowly, slowly started inserting the passing game so no one had film on it, and I think you'll see that again starting this week once again in the league play. pair of teams battling it out in the South Bay between Otay Ranch traveling to Benita Vista that both have had their moments this year, but this seems like it's an absolute must-win game for both of them. Tommy, do you see this one being bigger for one of these two schools? I think it's pretty much equal because, you know, going into league play, you kind of watch straight away. Both teams have played Saints and Seal Canyon. Both of them struggled uh, against both of those teams. I don't, need, I don't know what to do, man. I'm kind of in between. I'm going to go with Benita in this one. A bunch of big kids, and generally the big kids can get it done, so I'll go with the Barons. Next game we got on the slate for you, Tommy, is Eastlake playing host to Modern Day Catholic. Modern Day Catholic sitting at 3-3 three and three right there. You, you sort of get the feeling that they're, they're putting the pieces together a little bit. Yeah, it's one of those things. Modern Day, really good team about four years ago. They kind of took a little bit of a dive while Eastlake did the opposite thing. And now it's kind of, if their bar charts are kind of about to meet right now. Aiden Calvert, a very good running back for Modern Day. I think he'll be the difference in this one. And I'm call, I don't know if you call it upset because... Record-wise, three and three versus one and five, but just smaller school versus big school. I'm going to go with modern day here. Fair enough. You had to do it. Tom. Had to do it, Tom. Uh, we'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Had to do it to him? Question mark. Yes, no. Uh, Rancho Buena Vista. I, I really is, don't think that's a used meme that often. I don't feel that bad about knowing that one. Rancho Buena Vista is playing host to Escondido up in the North County. Tommy, what do you see here? Yeah, RBV still looking for that first win of the season. Robert Ramos for Escondido having a pretty good year behind center at quarterback. I like Escondido here. Another team that has been in kind of a lull in the last couple of years and having sort of a resurgence. I, I'm, I'm liking that trend, by the way. A lot of teams that were good, then bad, now they're coming back to being good. So we're getting kind of a new, fresh cycle of teams that have been successful. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we switched to the way the divisions uh, we're structured a few years ago, and you're, you're seeing teams now that, again, traditionally maybe weren't so good, then they get a chance for the soft schedule, get better, and it kind of does actually work. As much as I hate to admit it, the, the balance of power seems to be to be working here. The force is indeed balancing yeah. out, it would seem. Uh, who, do, who does who, – who does – Who's who's the Luke Skywalker then uh, of San Diego High School football? Or An was it Anakin that brought balance to the force? I've never, uh, I've never seen a Star Wars episode yeah, either. Neither of us have ever either, seen. So I'm the wrong person. So. Sorry. Get that glare. Yeah. What? And the majority of people in this room have not seen Star Wars. If you think about it. What? So sorry. I thought you knew that about me. Wow. Sorry. I, uh, I, the guy, the one wow. with the the I one. No, I I I I will rescind the older my comment. One. I am in the I am in the wrong. Who's, uh, the last game that we have to talk about here is who are those like robot guys who run around? <laughs> those guys are terrible at fighting. I've never seen uh, Star Wars, but they just all die. You see, you line up like two hundred of them. They none of them. Two hundred versus one. You can't win one time. <laughs> Insane. That's all I know about Star Wars. Those little robot guys suck. They, they, well, when, they, all the <laughs> well, when they're taking on El Elyon Noah coming out of the backfield, uh, it, it would end up looking that. Last game before we hit a break, sorry. Hilltop versus Rancho. No, I'm the one that's sorry that I brought up Star Wars in this room. Uh, Hilltop versus Mountain Empire. Hilltop, very strong this year. I, I, I did not expect them to be as good as they are. Hats off to them. Mountain Empire, hats off to them for scheduling this game, but I think it's going to be Hilltop by kind of wide margin. 
All righty, Christian Pedersen, Noah, or, uh, Noah Laxine is not here to back me up on anything. Uh, Christian Pedersen, Bodie De Silva, Tommy Morris. I think I've it. never been in a fight before. I think I could kill at least six of those robot guys. Barehanded. Well, we'll, we'll put it on I, the we'll, we'll put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. How many uh, Star Wars battle droids do you think you could take out by yourself uh, with various options? Is that the, they're the dudes, right? Well, the ones dressed in white. Yeah, those are stormtroopers. Those are real people. Oh, well, they are terrible at fighting. They look like robots. I don't know if I could go real people, but that's a well, whole other conversation. Well, they're so bad. I, think I, I think I get at least six of them. Fair enough. With uh, zero training. Well, <laughs> six. Jedi powers, though, or no? Tra- just like, you're well, just, they're just you. Oh, you know, is that, was that why he's able to kill like 200 of them? I mean, I think that, yeah, that's more or less the, uh, it's the main character of a movie and they get away with that, those kind of mechanics. Okay, but yes. I'll change. If there was 200 of me in those suits, I would be able to kill Luke Skywalker. <laughs> is, that, is that who it is? <laughs> Sure. Okay. Let's go that's, with that math. That's what it is. We'll, we'll you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll put the movie on in the background for the rest of the show. Christian, uh, Tommy, Bodie, we'll be back in just a minute with more high school football. Cord. All right. We are now joined by head coach of the number one football team in at least California if not the entire universe. Uh, we're not biased at all, though. Uh, yeah, Coach Robin <laughs> Owens. Coach, how are you doing? How has this season treated you so far? Oh, it's been good. Obviously, you know, coming into the year, you know, I, I think with, you know, not that people doubt doubt us, but, you know, it gave us a little ammunition coming into the year. We knew, you know, we were going to have a good football team and, you know, just had to have some things fall into place. And, and uh, you know, obviously we've, you know, played pretty well for these uh, first five games. So four and one right now, and I think played pretty well is a tad bit of an understatement when you have back-to-back wins against Cathedral and Saints. You know, you can add Oaks Christian into that. I got to ask, though, if you have your choice on a season between playing the wire-to-wire favorite, you know, we're going to win all of the polls preseason, win all of the games, or playing that little bit of a underdog spoiler villain whatever it is however you want to describe it from you know just you, you kind of play spoiler to some people's seasons which role do you enjoy more well you know I've always told people you know obviously I've been coaching for a long time and you know having the recognition preseason I was always good and it, you know I always say I like having the target on your back because that means you've been doing something you know usually from your past seasons that that puts you up there in the top of the rankings but you know I think going to this year I to be honest with you, I was confused on why people were, you know, putting certain teams ahead of us and, you know, kind of doubting what we had. Obviously, having El Elyon Noah, you know, as I tell everybody, we we step on the field. I don't care who it's against. You know, we have, if not the best football player, one of the top two, three <clears throat> football players on the field. So, whenever you have that, you know, you, you have a chance to be successful. And, you know, we know that going into the year, we're always going to play tough teams. I think if you would have told me we were going to go four and one, and our one loss would have been to Harriman, I would have said, you're crazy. Because, um, you know, I definitely think that that's a game we kind of let slip away. But, you know, we knew coming into the year if we played Helix football, you know, as I tell the kids, if, if we play the way we're capable, you know, we can beat anybody. It's just, you know, coming coming ready to go each and every week. And I want to ask you a question about that beating everybody mentality. I, I want to give you guys a lot of credit because I've noticed over the past years, you guys probably play the hardest schedule year in, year out. And it's not just San Diego teams. It seems out of section, out of state most times. What's it like preparing for those games against those teams that are either from, you know, north of here or Utah or just kind of all over the place? Well, I think, as I tell the guys, I think it's part of the experience. I think when you come to Helix, 
there is an expectation and, and there is a pride that you're representing Helix and all the people that have played before you. And I think playing an out-of-state team and I think, you know, playing Cathedral and Saints to me is, you know, that that uh, you know that part of the season that I want to have every year because I think they're, you know, those are great programs and those are teams that, you know, we know we're going to face probably later on in the season. But, you know, it kind of builds that excitement for San Diego football. And, and so, you know, as coaches, you know, each week we go into it. I have the same mindset, you know, each and every week of how you prepare for a team and all those things. But, you know, you just know that you have to minimize mistakes when you're playing really good football teams. And, you know, we have to come ready to play each and every week. And, you know, our kids kind of bought into that. As you said, we've we've done that since I've been here. I think Coach Starr did that before I got here. You know, so we know we're going to play a gauntlet at the beginning of the year, and then we're going to get a conference play. And, you know, Grossmont and Granite and El Cap and, you know, obviously Steel Canyon are going to be ready to play, and then we're going to get ready for the playoffs. And, you know, I think that's part of the experience of coming to Helix and getting that opportunity to play big-time San Diego football. Coach, I want to backtrack real quick to one thing that you said about not one, uh, wondering why people were uh... – doubting on helix i'll just let you know that the media we, we just have a giant um just a giant bag of excuses that we just draw out random things you're from the east <laughs> county we don't like the color you're a private school whatever it is we just we just have we have a never-ending cycle of that stuff that we'll always get you with at the start of every season uh well, all, all, all kidding aside though i just wanted to, to the, the the senior class that you have this year is the first group of dudes that has kind of made it through your like You've had them now under your control for, for, for a really long time. Talk about L. Leon, Delshawn, all this group of seniors coming together and having such an amazing year together. Well, I think every senior class you have is, is you know, it's going to mean a lot to you. Um, obviously, this class being my first class, I can go back to my first class when I had at Grand Junction, and that was the group that kind of took put Grand Junction on the map in Colorado. And, you know, this group's done a great job. Obviously, L. Leon's kind of the bell cow. We moved him up as a freshman. But as you said, Delshawn and Jeremiah Fletcher and John Carroll and, you know, Anthony Lombardo and all these guys that kind of been through the program and been through the wars with us, kind of know what the expectations are. You know, it says a lot about those guys as a, as a class. You know, we kind of told those guys we needed them to mature a little bit and, and more, you know, off the field than on the field. And I think they've kind of bought into that and kind of taken their role and, you know, we have the mantra that tradition never graduates. And at Helix, that's, you know, every year we're going to lose really good football players. And we have to have guys step up if we're going to maintain that tradition that Helix has set. And so, you know, when we come into the season and, and people are doubting you, you, you kind of look back and you're like, you know, you know, what we've done, you know, in the past that kind of, you know, gives you that leeway of kind of understanding that guys are going to step up for you and be big time players. And, you know, we just have to have that mantra every year. And I tell our young guys, you got to be ready because next year it's going to be you. And I think that's just kind of, again, being a part of the Helix program. I'm going to ask about Noah really quickly. First of all, he has over 1,000 yards in only five games, which is unreal. But going back to you talking about him as a freshman, what is that process like? Because I guess the expectation is play freshman football. If you're good as a sophomore, you'll be kind of a JV varsity type guy. If you're really good, you'll be a varsity guy. But getting a kid as a freshman to play varsity, when did you know right away, like, this kid can probably help us right now? How, and how well, hard was that decision? The, the funniest part about that story is my son was on JV football, and we actually moved LLE on to JV early. Um, in the probably late in the summer, but early in the fall, we moved him to JV. And so, obviously, my son's playing JV football, so I'm going there and watching him. And, you know, he, he was never getting tackled 
and he's just running around, running, you know, all over people. And I was like, okay, he's going to be pretty good. Well, at that time, we had probably 10, 12 running backs. And Zeke was kind of our, our running back, but we had other guys that were putting in. His older brother, Zeke, is at Boise State. But Zeke was playing running back for us. And I told people that I was like, I don't know if we move him up, if he's if it's going to help us because he's probably just going to muddy the water even more than it already is because we have so many kids there. And then we had a bye week. Uh, the fresh or the JV team had a bye week, and we moved him up for practice. And I can tell you, he ran one scout team rep at running back. And I looked around and I said, "There is no way he's ever going back because it was so dramatically different." And what he did was unlike anybody else we had. That next week, he came in against West Hills. He had 100 yards rushing in the second half, and really, he didn't necessarily start because Zeke started for us. But he was our running back as a freshman. And obviously, our, his sophomore year, we had that great class with, you know, Carson Baker and Rashad and those guys. He was a huge part of that. So, you know, to answer your question, after one rep of RC practice, I knew he was something special. And, uh, you know, there was no turning back from that point on. So, Coach, was that, was that rep more the uh, trumpets playing and like a light from heaven coming down? Or was that more of the you going, all right, we got something like that I know that nobody else knows? I, you know, it's just that you see things in guys, you know, when you've been coaching for as long as I have, you, you see things. And I would tell you, and I tell college guys this, when he went through the hole, on that first play, he runs with power. He was 155 pounds soaking wet as a freshman, but he ran like he was 220. Now he's 195, 200, and he runs like he's 240, 250. And that power and his acceleration through the hole, and then you throw in the vision and the body balance and all those things. And it took one rep for me to see how well he hit the hole. They go, we haven't had a running back this season that got to the line of scrimmage as quickly as he did. And so, you know, those are the things, little things you look for. And, and like you said, it was a light from heaven because when you see it, you know it's special. You know it's unique. Um, and as I tell people, he's probably one of the most unique football players I've ever coached and have the privilege to coach. He's a great young man, you know, and I, I, I'm so excited each week to, to see what he brings to the table because he, he, he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. Um, he runs the ball like every rep he has is going to be the last carry he ever has. Um, and that's special and, and unique and not everybody if you haven't got a chance to see him you got to watch him play because he is a special special football player well you can watch him play this friday against el capitan el cap as they call it they will be at helix coach owens from helix joining us you can follow him on social media at coach o underscore 13 or the team directly at helix football coach we'll let you get out of here but uh we, we were having a discussion earlier in the show and i'd love to have you weigh in on it just because we need a large sample size here when you are at a salad bar what is your approach build build out just real quick if you could your ideal salad are you are you lettuce at the bottom then a couple of things on top a ton of dre- like give, give us just the quick run through of, of your ideal salad when you get to know me and it comes to food, I'm the guy that piles everything on there. So I'm going to put the lettuce on and I'm going to go through there and I'm going to take a little bit of everything. You got to top it off with ranch dressing, some croutons, and I am a big sunflower seed guy on my salad. I love meat on my salad, so if they have chunks of ham, I'm going to throw that on there. But I am a salad bar guy. And obviously I come from college football and, and traveling in Division two football. We, we ate at a lot of buffets in my day and so 
you know, going to a salad bar, I, I definitely can kill a salad bar. But I'm one of those guys, if you see me eat a, a Subway sandwich, I'm going to put everything on there. I, you know, I, I'm a guy that likes a lot of toppings. He likes his offense extreme, his defense extreme, and his toppings plentiful. Coach Owens, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck. One more time, you can watch the Helix Highlanders play this Friday night against El Cap. Next couple weeks are at Valhalla and at Grossmont, so plenty of chances to go see the number one Scotties. Coach Owens, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you come playoff time. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate everything you guys do. Oh, yeah, Coach. You have a wonderful night. We welcome you back to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 7 High School Football Podcast, previewing all of the action coming up here in San Diego. We have lost Tommy to the... Can you guys close the studio door, please, when you walk... Can you please close the studio? Thank you for being on the podcast, Coach Simons. Can you please close the studio door when you? No, it's amazing. They built us this really nice studio, and we can't even manage to. We're in the middle of a show. Christian and Bodie now just alone in the studio because everyone else has been distracted by shiny things. Uh, Bodie. We got some football to talk about. We got a block of games for you to get around uh, to analyzing. La Costa Canyon versus San Marcos is the first one I want to ask you about. This one seems like a uh, couple of teams that are primed to play spoiler down the road and sit there in that second or third spot until the last week of the season in which they end up winning league type things. So what do you see here? Emmett Brown for San Marcos put up some nice numbers this year. Uh, they have struggled, though, against the best teams they've played, and La Costa definitely qualifies that way. They've got a really strong defense. Uh, LCC's two and three, but the three losses are to Cathedral, Oceanside, and San Clemente. Um, I expect them to, to hold serve here at home, and um, I think they'll have a, a solid win over San Marcos. Next game is Maranatha Christian playing host to La Jolla Country Day. This one just got a shout out to Maranatha Christian is the official opening of their new facilities mm. on campus that they're going to be opening up. So a big day for them. Are they going to get it done with a win or are they going to watch EJ Kreutzman throw for 783 million <laughs> yards? Yeah, it's a tough task for them. Uh, La Jolla Country Day is averaging 42 points per game. Looks like a big mismatch. Uh, Kreutzman's 448 passing yards per game he's accounted for 27 touchdowns uh his top receiver nicholas albert he's got 49 catches and 11 touchdowns this year so i just think the tories will overpower him next game we got is mira mesa playing host to the la jolla vikings what do you see here because th this is a pair of teams that have a ton of talent but are, are slightly ahead of the timetable yeah, Mira Mason knew coming in. They lost so many seniors last year. They've got a really young team. Uh, they've only scored over 14 points once, so I think their offense will continue to struggle. Uh, for La Jolla, their their passing game has not been great, but I think they'll they'll have Max Smith step up here on the ground, um, and that should lead to a La Jolla win. Always like hearing that, Bodie. <laughs> Sail the ship. Run, LJ. Um, Mount Miguel playing host to Santana. Santana now we're officially in the can they go undefeated type category of talk? So that will be the storyline for the rest of the season until anything else happens. Um, unfortunately for all the other teams that they're going to have to play that that's just now the focus is on Santana, Nathan Temple and company. How good can they be? What do you see here? Yeah, I'm going to go out on the limb and I'm going to call this as my upset pick of the oh! week. Oh, <laughs> 
So Mount Miguel's offense has been very good. The problem is, though, they're only averaging seven points in the first half of games this year. It picks up later in the second half. I think if they can put together a good first half, um, the the connection, Jacob Leverdier, hopefully I'm not butchering that too bad, too. His top receiver, Jaheim Allen Pompey, uh, they've been great the last couple weeks. Santana's been rolling uh, shutouts in last three of their last four. Their closest game was a 17-point win over Sarah, but... Um, I'll go out and say Mount Miguel gets one here. You are a crazy person. <laughs> the eyes of Bodie De Silva right As now. As I are wait on Friday with, and see that it's, they are, <laughs> that it's a three touchdown loss, but I'm going to go with Mount Miguel here. Why do you got to bring that up? Because now I get to re, <laughs> now I get to run the tape back of you. Oh, I, should, I I do such a poor job of producing this show. This would have been a perfect time to grab that sound of you saying "running clock on Helix." Um, <laughs> so congratulations to Santana for winning by fifty. Uh, Orange Glen versus Bishops. Bodie, what do you see here? Yeah, Bishops hasn't been slowed down yet. Uh, over 50 points per game. Uh, I did give them a vote in my top 10 this week. The offense just looks unstoppable. For Orange Glenn, uh, running back Cale Patterson, he's averaging 190 yards per game. I think that in order for Orange Glenn to, to have a chance and keep this close, they're going to need to control the ball because if they let Tyler Buckner on the field, it, it will not be a good idea. So what I'm hearing from you is have Cale Patterson in the parking lot, <laughs> physically there, ready to wear Buckner out, just yeah, like he, before he, the game. You're saying don't let Buckner actually on the field. He's going to need about 65 carries for maybe 400 yards, and, and that should be good for an Orange Glenn victory. Why, why not 400 carries for yeah. 400 yards? Just, just That Frank, may take overtime in order to just get to Just Frank Gore this. Just, yeah. just chip away two and a half yards at a time. It's, this is an interesting matchup because – Orange Glen, you know, they're up a division from last year. So every time you look at a team like that across the board from from five to four, four to three, three to two, yada, yada, yada. Y you go under a little bit of a microscope, I think, on the next season about are they ready? Yeah. Did they just get good with that graduating class? What what really are we looking are they are they on the actual upward trajectory? Are they right where they need to be? So all of these games end up being very interesting for the defending champions. Sam Pasquale is playing host to Ramona Bodie. Yeah, Ramona's had a tough year. They haven't found a win yet, but they've lost their last three games by eight, three, and six points. So um, I think they're they're getting close there. I don't think they'll get a win this week. I like Sam Pasquale in this one, but um, Ramona as they go on, I think they'll they'll find a way. I think they'll get two to three league wins as the season goes on. And Sam Pasquale really looks like they're the top of this league, and and I would think that they can finish out nine and one to hear that. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Fallbrook is taking on Valley Center. Bodie, what do you see? Yeah, Valley Center's been up and down so far, uh, but it's going to be a run-heavy team. Frank Staley and Kyler Rich here, they're two featured backs. Uh, Staley, only 23 carries on the air, but five of those are for touchdowns, so that's a, a short yardage back. Richie's nine yards per carry with seven touchdowns. Um, Fallbrook struggled, a new coaching staff. It's tough uh, who to figure out who exactly they have to work with. Um, they've only scored in three of the games, but I like Valley Center in this one. Finally, Bodie De Silva, who you can follow on Twitter and Instagram, although you don't do much Instagram. I need, um, I need to be better. Is Vista at, or Vista versus Poway? This one a, uh, a must win for either of these teams to to solidify. Probably more heavily a must win for Vista to solidify their top ten argument than Poway's top ten argument after the Tesoro game. But this 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 one feels like playoff implications are on the line big time here. Yeah, I, I saw Poway last week, and it was a disappointing loss for them to Tesoro. But I think Tesoro, as the year goes on, is really going to climb up, and they've now uh, ended the scorebook 
live top 25 within um, Southern California. So uh, Poway and Vista, we know two run-heavy teams. Vista's really had a ton of, ton of success with it uh, over their last three games, 50 points per game. Um, Flores, Tawa, and Kelly, 23 rushing touchdowns. Um, I think Vista, Vista just they're going to put on the ground and um, they'll get another win here versus Poway. Bodie De Silva, thank you very much for joining us for that uh, insightful block of games. We got another block of games coming up right after the break. You're listening to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 7 High School Football Preview Show brought to you by the good friends at Blast Radius Coffee. For more information, visit BlastRadiusCoffee.com. Okay, we are now joined by the one person that you actually came here to listen to. Uh, Noah Laxina with the Vibres. Noah is not in studio with us this week because he and Tommy are feuding. Uh, there, there's a, there, there's behind-the-scenes uh, bad blood going on between him and Tommy, so uh, it seems that we only get one or the other. Hey, that, I don't like that Tommy guy. I don't like that Tommy guy. Tommy's looking at me. So, Tommy, it's a radio plot line. It, there's not actual blood, bad no, blood. Oh, no, I literally wasn't listening. <laughs> I just heard my name. Really I, was like, I felt like you know when a dog is, it just hears kind of noise, and then all of a sudden he hears his name just out of nowhere, just pops his head up. I literally have no idea. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was sorry. I we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the poll. Are you surprised that Tommy Morris is not listening well, to the show that he's on? I did not look at my phone, and then I and then I said I wouldn't look at my phone. I literally was just staring straight at it. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> All right, Noah, thank you for joining us. Noah's got a block of games to get to, and uh, it's going to start with Westview versus Del Norte. So, Noah, give us a little insight here. Yeah, so Del Norte lost to RB last week, and now they're going to have to take the Westview team. I know Westview team, uh, Westview's record isn't exactly uh, – they haven't shown as much success, but they've been playing murders, though, man. They played some really tough teams. They lost to Santa Squaw. They played Granny Hills. And they've been they've been losing to some teams to Oceanside, but you know I think they're going to bounce back this week. Look for uh, Hunter Bohannon. He's a very physical uh, safety. He's a junior, and then that guy comes up. I was looking at his highlight tape. He comes up, makes plays. Uh, Chris Reed. He's a physical runner. He breaks a lot of tackles. And and, and I know Bill Norte has the be- the better record right now, but I think Westview's going to pull this one out. If your last name is Bohannon, you better be a hard hitter because that's like a that's like a sweet like, you know. Yeah. Like, and come, I'm gonna come up Bohan. Yeah, Bohan. That is a sweet name. Sorry. Next game we got is San Ysidro playing host to Sherman Indian. San Ysidro, uh, 26 sacks on the season for this defense. Uh, not a ton of wins to go along with that, but the program's going in the right direction. Noah, yeah, give, and, give and us, I want to shout yeah, out. Yeah, I want to shout out uh, Jose Juarez. Uh, he has five point yard, five point five yards per carry. He has no touchdowns yet, so hopefully he'll get a touchdown against Sherman Indian. He deserves it. He runs hard. And then Jesse Hernandez, the receiver, he, he has three touchdown catches so far. And he's he's very he's a part of that. He's a big part of their offense. So look for him to uh, get involved this week. Uh, Brawley is playing host to Imperial way out there in the east of the section. What do you got in, in this game? Yeah, so first I want to shout out uh, Damian Reyes. I mean, I know we've had a height, a uh, little height uh, issue on the show, but this guy's listed at 5'5". Five, five. He's a senior. He, he has a lot of heart, man. He runs hard. He reads his block. So I was looking at his tape. He falls back. And you got to shout that guy out, man. He's a little guy, but, you know, he has his speed, and, you know, hopefully he get off. For Bali, um, the junior, Jordan Reed, he has uh, 889 uh, passing right now. He has 12 touchdowns on three interceptions. 
His QB rating is a 99.4. I mean, that's that's really good right now. And I just think Ball is going to uh, take this W. I mean, I'm Imperial. I mean, Imperial. I'm sorry. Imperial is going to take this W. Using the Marcus DeAnda uh, theorem, we can add 7 to 10 inches off of whatever's listed on Max Preps. Uh, so <laughs> he's probably actually six foot three. Noah. Um, next game, we got his I don't cl- think. <laughs> Calexico versus Central Union. What do you see here? Yeah, so, you know, um, I'm a big Central guy. Um, Central, they impress me every time. I, they, they, they have a really polished offense led by Gennaro Osuna. Um, but they, they can balance it out. I mean, they have a lot of rushing guys, different rushing guys. They have, um, they have Gennaro Osuna. He has three rushing touchdowns as well. Um, you got Carlos Gomez. He's a junior. He has two rushing touchdowns. You got Jonathan Medina has a rushing touchdown. And then their um, their lead back in the 43, Angel Nava. He has six rushing touchdowns. So, you know, you have De Niro Tuna's arm, but you got the run game as well. And I feel like that balanced offense is going to be a little bit too much for Colexico. So we always like to take a look at Noah's Twitter timeline throughout the week. And if you look back two nights ago, there was a tweet heading in the right <laughs> direction. Do tell Noah what direction are you yeah. headed? You know, I'm headed in the right one, man. But, you know, <laughs> I, I I like to I like to see little uh like little checkpoints for me in my life, you know. So I finished a, a pretty important paper that I had to write and I and I felt good about the test I just took. So, you know, I was heading in the right direction, man. I I'm I feel I feel good about life right now. I'm in a good state of mind right now. Here's another tweet from uh September twenty fifth that you have pinned right now. It's a a gif. Oh, you don't. Um, you, you again. Tommy Moore is proving that he doesn't listen to the show. Jesus, we, we talked. Tommy. To, Tommy, we talked about that one last week on the show. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Bo. It's okay. I still love you. No, I still love you. I, Tommy, Tommy is Tommy's doing performance art right now. Tom, Tommy's walking Phoenix. Yeah, no. He, yeah, he's relax. trying to make sure we all watch relax. the show. Uh, you talk about heading in the right direction, though. Helix is heading in the right direction as the number one team in San Diego. They are playing L Cap. We heard from Coach Robbie Owens earlier in the show about how he's a big croutons guy. Noah, what do you see in this game? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I think this is all Helix. I think I think whoever I think whoever Helix is, is playing, if it's it's going to be tough for the other opponent uh, for the team for the other team playing. Um, look for Helix to just try to find other guys that they could get involved. I mean, obviously you're going to have Noah. You have Deshaun Trailer. You know, you have your you have your athletes, you have your guys that you're gonna go to, but can you find other dependable other de- dependable teammates to to look for that are gonna make plays come playoff time? And I think this is what that's what this game's about. Really. Next next game we got on the schedule for you here is Classical Academy playing host to Tri City Christian Noah. Um, in this game, you know, it's gonna be a toss up, man. I, I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I'm gonna go. Classical Academy here, just, you know, spice it up a little bit. Um, Tri-City Christian's a good football team, but I think Classical Academy's going to get it done. Southwest San Diego comes up with an overtime win against Claremont last week to kind of shock and uh, awe the county, if you will. They are going to be playing host to Holtville. Give us a quick rundown here. Yeah, so um, I, I like Southwest San Diego in this one. Um, they have a lot of guys who carry the ball, a lot of guys um, to spread the ball around to. They're led by uh, quarterback Daniel Perillo, who, you know, he's, he's a really good game manager. I think he's going he's gonna to put San, Southwest San Diego in good position to win. He's not going to make mistakes, and I feel like that's going to give him the dub this week. 
Last game on the docket before we let you go. Noah is Valhalla playing host to Grossmont in an East County battle. The run game of Keegan Baker versus the throwing game of Jamie Odom. What do you see here coming out on top? Uh, man, I got Grossmont. They got a little bit too much. Uh, Tucker, Odom, all those receivers, that offense. I mean, I just think it's going to be a little bit too much for Valhalla. I think Keegan Baker, he'll probably get close to 100 yards though rushing. I think he'll get about like 80 to 95 yards rushing, but I think both mocks just going to get up early. They're going to score quick, and then they're going to just, they're all gas, no breaks from there on out. Noah Laxina, you can follow him at Noah underscore Lax 2017 or 17 on the various yes, social sir. medias. He's an influencer. He's a man of, of avant garde and forward thinking taste in all things. Noah, real quick. The uh, big discussion so far today in the show has been salad bar etiquette and decisions to be made. So want to know just, you know, you're at Soup Plantation. You're filling out a nice dinner. Build us your salad. My salad? Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Caesar guy. I'm a Caesar kind of guy. Um, I like the cheese. Caesar like a lot of croutons. <laughs> Excuse me? Tommy's Caesar accusing salad. you of what being lazy. Yeah, Tommy's accusing easy. you of, of, of Caesar salad is a lazy choice. <laughs> uh, um, okay. If I'm not get a Caesar salad, um, I like, like, cranberry salad. I uh, get some uh, nuts in there, some, like, like walnuts. Get some, uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but so, it's that, like. So he just described. That one dressing. So you'd want, like, raisins on there, potentially, <laughs> like walnut salad? <laughs> No, not raisins. I mean, okay, so my aunt, shout out to my to my auntie Amy. She, she's great. Um, she she makes this one salad for us. It's like a fruit salad with apples. Yes, uh, there we go. Why do you say it the first time? All that. The lack of people because going. With, I, the lack of people going. I got with fruit salad. Spot, man. I got from the spot here, man. <laughs> I'm not really. A, I'm a carnivore, man. So. When it comes to salad, I might not be the brightest, but I'll eat it. You know what I mean? It's, it's no, what you're doing. I'm, I'm so the situation you no, know, just in is when you're at a restaurant and like you haven't looked at the menu yet for the waiters there, you're like, oh, and you just kind of like fumble around and just pick the first thing you see. That's what happened in there. I feel like with the Caesar answer. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Noah Laxina, thank you very much for joining us. We will hopefully have you back in studio next week. Talk to you soon, Noah. What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen, Bodie De Silva, Tommy Morris, Noah Laxina will be joining us by phone any minute now, we hope, or he's already joined us and we just haven't edited in. We, we don't know where this is going to fit into the show yet. Thank you very much to all of our guests that joined us. Um, got one last block of games and then another interview to get to after this with Gunnar Gray from University City. Uh, potentially we might have a tweet or two of the week to get to from uh, from social media. Bodie, are you is our research department on that? There might be one or two. Fair enough. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been uh, participating in the polls at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, during the break, Bodie De Silva was uh, in the catering room and he turned down pepperoni mushroom pizza and uh he didn't want because he didn't want we, we were we were all a little the, concerned the that, that the, yeah that the mushrooms at dominoes were going to make him hallucinate <laughs> so we threw that on the pole are you scared the mushrooms at dominoes are you going to make you hallucinate and right now over a quarter of people surveyed agree with you Bodie. that's a little just, concerning just, just give me the meat i don't need any crazy veggie out here <laughs> 
So, wait, uh, wait, is there any crazy veggie you would throw? Not even a bell pepper. I mean, I like onions. Like, there we is that go. Super crazy. No, it's fine. On a pizza? That's There's nothing better than those places where you can just like create your own and then they throw it in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy those. I mean, I know that's the same thing yes. as Domino's order, but no, it's, it's not. No, 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 no. Because I want some crazy, like, I like pineapple. I'm one of those okay. ones, too. Same. So that's a whole other take. So you, we already <laughs> finished your, okay, so we already finished your, your salad bar eatings, and we'll get to our last block of games in just a second. Um, so we finished at the salad bar. Now we go over to the pizza bar. Bodie, what's on your build-it-own topping pizza type thing? Well, hopefully they have a, spi- a spicy everything. red sauce we'll start oh. with. Got to have that. Yes. Then give me at least a couple different mozzarellas. I like the buffalo mozzarella. Uh, give me some ricotta on there. Give me some uh, Parmesan. Then meats. Give me pepperoni to start with, some Italian sausage, uh, some bacon on there. Then move over to the veggies. I'll take red onion. I'll take sautéed onion. I'll take some garlic. I'll take Two some pineapple. Onions? Oh, That's give me wild. all the onions. That's wild. Uh, yeah, some oregano. Oregano's good. Throw that thing in there. Do you know what else is good? Is it the, the spicy red sauce is great, but uh, buffalo sauce on top. Yeah, that's at the end, though. That's like an afterwards thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's an afterwards thing. Buffalo chicken pizza, though, very, very underrated out here on the West Coast. Can always go for more of that. I, I like to go uh, pesto on the end uh, instead of the buffalo that's sauce. That's a great call. I like pesto. Love me some pesto. Um, I will die on that hill for buffalo sauce. I will. I'm down for it, man. I don't, I'm, but I'm saying I'm down for just a buffalo chicken pizza. Like, get, oh, get rid of the marinara itself? and just go buffalo sauce in place of the marinara. Put some chicken yeah, on that. Just man. like a barbecue chicken, but buffalo. Yeah. If you never, wait, yeah, have you guys never had no, that? That could get a little too fiery. Hold on. Hold I've, on. Done, I've done the barbecue. I haven't barbecue, done the buffalo. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, no, wait. Seriously? Barbecue chicken pizza is great. Buffalo. Just wait, seems... so you thought I was just talking about a chicken pizza where you added buffalo sauce to it? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about from the ground up buffalo. Like. That Instead is, of the marinara, you go buffalo sauce, cheese, and then chicken on top. That's how you kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, that might be a little too much buffalo for me. Really? Could you drink buffalo sauce by itself? Well, what kind of situation are we talking about? Like, just like as a homicidal maniac, like, I get up in the morning and I'm just like, no, like, like you could do it cough. in phase. I'm not saying like, like you could do it comfortably and you wouldn't like feel like you had to run to. What are you looking at? My phone. Yes, we're. How do none of you, like, we've been doing this show for so many years, and you are distracted by ping pong, pizza, and cell phones. We are, uh, we are defense, so much more millennial than our age would suggest. Not even going to check it. Not even going to check it. Of course you're going to check it as we'll you're looking it at it right now. Um, nope. Way cooler if I don't check it right now. No, see minutes. if it's Noah calling us to finally get, get his part of the games it's in. Um, I don't know how much I could drink. I think I could do one mini thingy of bubble sauce fine. You know what I can do? I can talk about high school football. We got one more block of games (laughs) to get to before we get out of here. Morris is playing host to Saints. This one, um, man, this one is uh, this one is interesting. Pair of defending champions taking it on, and uh, both of these teams need this win in respective fashions. Both of these teams need this win to be validated, elevated, whatever you want to say. I would say that obviously if Morse pulls the win, it is counted as the upset and it puts Morse immediately into the top 10 conversation. If Saints pulls the win, it's just a question of how dominant do they look on the offensive side. Last week versus Helix, they changed up quarterbacks uh, later in the game. So we've now seen a couple of different looks from them this year. They just got to figure out what is the 
the the next next level look because I'm assuming they're going to be fighting for that fourth open division spot. Granite Hills is playing host to Steel Canyon. Wow, pair of East County top ten teams going at it. Why not? Um, definitely an uphill battle for Steel Can or for Granite Hills because Steel is good and big and deep on all sides of the ball. This might be this might be a better Steel Canyon team than the state championship team they had a couple of years ago, and it's just in a different uh, different mindset because where they're at uh, rankings wise. West Hills is playing host to El Cajon Valley. West Hills big win over El Cap last week with uh, both the defense and offense making huge plays. They're trending upwards, and El Cajon Valley is uh, is cooling off after their red hot three and zero start. So. This is a, a pair of teams meeting at different directions in the season, but El Cajon Valley, I don't think it can be counted as that simple cupcake game anymore that they have been the last couple of seasons. That they're, I will put them in the tough team category for the rest of the season until I see a, a massive blowout loss type thing. So West Hills definitely has their work cut out for them to get above 500. Uh, Monta Vista is taking on Chula Vista. This one is uh, Monta Vista needing to pick up some momentum here uh, to get ready for league play coming in to the back half of the season. Chula Vista just looking to put whatever together they can in the back half, maybe play spoiler here and there, keep things interesting. Julian is playing host to Borrego Springs. Rock Academy is playing host to Horizon Prep. Kearney is playing host to Scripps Ranch. Scripps Ranch ever that much closer to the top 10. I don't think they're quite ready to be called a top 10 team yeah. yet, but put them in the others receiving votes. For maybe. a few weeks, they keep getting a few votes there, and it's tough because there's other teams that may get um, a better game to show that they're ready more than they are, but look, as long as they keep winning, they're going to be on that door. I think that uh, Scripps Ranch, I've been trying to figure out for for a, a couple of months now. You know, We, we talked with... I have no... We talked with a couple of their players in the off season, and it seemed like the consistent message was things are different now than they have been in the last couple of weeks or mu- or years. Uh, things things are better, things are stronger, faster. Um, but Tommy, you mentioned five and zero. Five and zero has come so far this season. I think in a way that nobody would have expected with shutouts over Sarah and Fallbrook and the highest point total they've allowed is 10 points this season. Like this is good. This is good 5 and 0. This is not eeky squeaky 5 and 0. This is um whole oh, wow. They are the most dominant team in Division 3 potentially bar none. Like Hilltops right there with them now. Uh, uh, tit for tat like the two of those teams have to go at it eventually for the, for the championship but this is this is exciting seeing how far Scripps Ranch can take the narrative of of a of a of a bounce back year like up they are having the definition of a bounce back year yeah I don't know if it's get Luke Durkin kind of controlling the signals there I think he's going to be a good one I believe he's only a junior if, I, if I've correct my if my math is correct on this um yeah only a junior so they'll have him for another year as well so they're, they're gonna be set for next year too Next, we got Hoover playing host to Crawford. Hoover looking for a win this season. Crawford looking for wins to help pick up a little bit of their momentum. And finally, we got Ocean View Christian playing host to Victory Christian. Those are all of the games that you will you will have a potential to see here in Week Seven of the San Diego High School football season. Stick around for Gunner Gray from University City Football. We'll be talking to him 
Thank you to everybody. Tommy, Noah, Bodie, Coach Simons, Coach Robbie Owens. We're sorry we couldn't connect with Rick Jackson. We'll have him on the show maybe next week, week after that, something like that. Thank you very much to Blast Radius Coffee for bringing all of this to us. Talk to you soon, sports fans. You're listening to the Week 7 San Diego High School Football Podcast. Joined by Gunner Gray, the quarterback at University City High School. Gunner had himself a pretty big week getting the, is it's the blue and gray all-star game jersey. I uh, Gunner, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? How was that week for you? What's up, man? Um, it was This week was great. Um, I really enjoyed having uh, the jersey presentation, and I also really enjoyed having the school come out and kind of watch and listen to what I had to say. So it's the blue-gray football game, an All-American Bowl that is going to be played uh, in front of a lot of people by the end mm-hmm. of the season. So I mean, what was that process like? How did you get notified that you were going to be part of this? What, what was the experience like for you? Uh, well, I went to a camp um, before the season started, and it was the camp to lead up to the um, eventual game. And I talked to a couple of the coaches there, and they talked to me as well, and they said that um, I would have a chance to make the eventual game. And I stayed in touch with them, and then they eventually texted me and said that I had made the game. And um, they told me that they would come to the school and present my jersey, and the game was that the game was in Dallas, and they'd be playing at APC Stadium. And I was just really excited to eventually, or to figure out that I was able to play in the game. So it's going to be at AT&T Stadium, so a little bit bigger than than the current current experiences that you're capable of, or, you know, experience of playing at. Um, Mm -hmm. That kind of of an experience has to have you excited. The fact that you're going to be going with a couple other San Diego kids, there's a lot of excitement there. We'll get to talking about that eventually, though, but for now... Let's talk a little bit about what is going on with University City, the the back half of this season as you guys mm-hmm. uh, get ready for league play and, and sort of stare down the rest of this year. Take us out to the to to the uh, to the practice field. What's the vibe of the team right now as you guys sort of focus in on league play? Um, there's a lot of hard work out there. We know what we have to do. We started off a little bit slow, but um, I think we're really going to start picking it up. Uh, we got a couple back players back that were transfers that weren't clear by CIF yet, and they're going to start playing. And um, uh, it's just a lot of hard work out there on our field. Um, and we're going to be looking forward to this game on Saturday against Christian. Yes, you're taking on Christian, Point Loma, and Mira Mesa the next mm-hmm. three weeks. It seems like a, a decently tough but winnable stretch of games. You mentioned the Saturday game, though, and that is something that I mm-hmm. never experienced in high school. Yeah. Does that change your week at all? I, I mean, is one day really that big of a difference in either direction for a football player? It is a little bit of a change because we get one extra day of practice. So that means that our walkthroughs are pushed back to Friday. Uh, our defensive practice is pushed back. And we get another practice for offense. So it really helps our offense. But um, the wait from after Friday to Saturday is a little bit different. It's just a little bit more time to get prepared and get ready. And we're both coming off a bye, so it's just even more time than that we have to wait till our eventual game. 
So you've been a four-year varsity guy and have put a put up some huge numbers. Have you ever had a chance to kind of step back and look at um, kind of the the yards and touchdowns and how you're getting up there with all the the best quarterbacks in San Diego history? Uh, yeah, I have, but that's not the main goal. It's it's always to get the get the wins. But um, yeah, I have been, I have looked at it a little bit. Um, it's really an accomplishment to get up and get that high with yards and touchdowns, but the main goal is always to win those games. And if you're getting the yards and you're not winning, then the stats don't really mean anything. So Gunner, let's break away from the football a little bit because you probably talk plenty of football on a, on a daily, (laughs) hourly, minutely basis. Uh, Earlier in the show, we were talking about salads and we got into a very big debate about, you know, proper salad bar etiquette. And and, I almost got in a fight. Well, wasn't my fault. Co- Tommy, Tommy, Sorry, Tommy, take a second, clear the voice. I got an argument at a salad bar before this, so that it was bad etiquette by the yeah. other guy. So, so, what? so, Gunner, we're, we're, we're kind of just segueing into it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> be, before we get Tommy revved up again and angry about some, some tongs being misused on that. You can't put the chicken tongs in tuna. That's you just can't. Psychopath. No, of course you can't. We, I think we're all in agreement of that. <laughs> that you, you can't, mi- you can't mix tongs at a salad bar. But Gunner, take us through what your salad looks like if you're building out a salad at a salad bar. Okay. Um, okay. So when, uh, the only time I've ever gotten or like really went to a salad bar was at soup plantation. Yeah. And usually I'm, yeah, that's the main, that's the main place I get salad. Heck yeah. But, um, so I get the Caesar salad that they, that they already made. And then, um, I'm going to put some raisins, some cranberry raisins on that. Um, I usually like balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Uh, I'm definitely gonna get some, what? I think raisins? Wait, raisins on a Caesar salad? Yes. All right. I that, love raisins. That's my that maybe that's some new space age stuff right there. I like it. All right, keep going. I like it. But um then I'm gonna put some more croutons on because they don't put enough croutons in the salad. And then definitely the balsamic vinaigrette on the side, just in case uh some of the the the, the if the dressing isn't spread out enough, then I'm gonna I'm gonna dip some balsamic. And then um definitely some uh, what are they called? Sunflower, the the inside of the sunflower seeds. Wow, you're the second person tonight to add sunflower seeds at the end to top yeah, it off. I like Speaking those. of the segueing of, uh, at, um, at Soup Plantation, mm-hmm. low-key, and I, this is a question to the, both you, Gunner, and to the room, are the blueberry muffins the best part of Soup Plantation? No. No? No, no. What, what, what's the best part of a Soup Plantation? Well, first of all, okay, the so sometimes they, Gunner they, Oh, they usually have like a... Um, like a kind of dessert it's usually something warm that they heat up and then i usually put that on the bottom of a plate and then i put ice cream over the top of it like the vanilla ice cream and it gives like a little bit of a kind of like a warm like a kind of warm cold taste and i just really love it it's usually like a brownie kind of thing oh yeah i was good i do love the blueberry muffins Yes, thank you. Oh my God, thank you, Bodie. Yes. Well, now I'm very say mine, so I'm just not gonna say. It. <laughs> You're gonna say the water or something like the that. Soups. I was. I was gonna say the soups. <laughs> soup plantation. They Insane. are good. I don't know if I can go number one. I gotta have the sugar. Chicken, the the chicken noodle soup. It, it, I get it yeah. every time. Oh, I yeah. can't. Some hot yeah. sauce in there. You can follow him at Gray Gunner G R A Y G U N N A R on Twitter and Instagram. Gunner Gray, the quarterback for University City. Gunner, has senioritis set in yet, or or are you are you still making it through classes? Like we're we're trying to figure out when in a year that like hits like a brick wall. I think senioritis starts to come in at the end because I'm still really focused on the football season. But 
after that, I think it's going to start to kick in and you're going to really realize that you're a senior and it's your last year. So I think it's going to come pretty soon, but not till football season's over. Have you had homecoming yet? No, homecoming is um, two weeks from now, or three weeks from now. What's the theme for your homecoming? The theme, I think, for the seniors, it's I think each class chose a city, okay. and the seniors chose New York, and I think the other ones chosen were like New Orleans, and uh, I'm not sure what the other two were, but but you're coming yeah. New York theme. Was San Diego not New allowed York to theme. be chosen? What'd you say? Was San Diego not allowed to be chosen? I don't know. Why would you go? I'm why not would, sure. you, you already live here. Why would you go San Diego? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> I can I can just picture Tommy's homecoming dance now that he plans. Just another day. It's just another day of life. Just t- Tommy's dressed yeah. up like he normally is. No, oh, hey, we, school, we came in, to another day of school. When I was in high school, I texted my prom date asking her. I wasn't about to do one of those great. It was just another day. Gunner, no. do you, okay, Gunner, speaking of, do you, do you have a, uh, is this something that we can ask about? Is there, is there a special somebody that you've already asked? Can we ask for some, maybe some advice on how to properly ask somebody Don't to ask homecoming? Uh, is that how some, to properly ask them? Yeah. Um, I think you definitely have to come with a sign, something like that, something that's going to get their attention and get other people's attention. Cause you definitely want other people to know that you asked them. Um, uh, the last, last year I asked with a sign and I kind of had like lights in the sign and it was like, the the question was, would you light up my night at Hoko oh, or something like that? That's a, yeah. That's it, it was really tight. Baby. Yep. Um, now are we talking middle of the day that you do it? Is it better to do or like after first period before school, after school? Is, is there a certain nuance to at it? Or do you just, the country day. <laughs> that one, that one I did at night because the lights wouldn't show up unless, um, unless it was dark out. So I had to do that one at night, but, I think uh, if you're gonna just just like do a normal sign, then you got to do it during school or like during lunch. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, yeah. well, Gunner, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations on the blue gray game. We will be following thank all you. of your pursuits down the second half of the season. University City, you can you have to go catch them because they're the only game going on on Saturday night mm-hmm. out yeah. at Granite Hills at 7 p.m. taking on the Christian Patriots. Gunner, great. Thank you very much for joining us, and best of luck the rest of your year. Thank you for having me. Talk to you later, man.